You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters, bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Press Zone right here on the AHL Report, Rocket Sports Media. We are a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network, and uh, we are so excited that you're here with us today for episode 251 of The Press Zone Podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us. I'm your host. My name is Amy Johnson. I'm also the lead correspondent at the AHL Report, and I'm joined in the studio each and every week by my tremendous co-host. He's our president and founder and editor-in-chief at Rocket Sports, and he is the one and only Rick Stevens. How are you doing today? Doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Lovely, lovely spring day almost everywhere. Yeah, it's um, for you Fahrenheit folks, uh, it's about 70 here in eastern Pennsylvania today. Beautiful day. Um, 22 in, in your neck of the woods, 17 Montreal and zero in Winnipeg, unfortunately. Um, yeah, the, the, it's been a rough winter for the folks in Thunder Bay, Winnipeg. They still have snow on the ground and, uh, a blizzard of blizzards is on its way. Um, no, thank you. They, they don't close schools in, in Winnipeg. They might do that for the first time since 1997. And already, uh, you know it's serious, when the Winnipeg Jets have postponed uh, one of their games. Uh, tomorrow they were supposed to face in Winnipeg the, the Seattle Kraken, and that game's already been moved uh, to May Ma- 1st. Yeah, I think the Manitoba Moose have postponed. I think the Winnipeg Ice have postponed. It's, uh, it sounds like it's uh, a big deal. So for all the folks, um, and uh, you know, this, th- there's high winds and, and, uh, a boatload of snow. Um, so there may be power issues. So make sure you have your supplies and, uh, and don't go anywhere, um, for the next little while. Stay safe. Yep. Stay warm. Eat, make lots of popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds great. (laughs) I I wouldn't mind that. Um, Well, we have a a great show for you today. We're basically today, we really just want to get you set up for what is becoming a pretty exciting stretch run for the Laval Rocket now uh, as we wind our way down to the end of the regular season. So we're just going to get you caught up on how Laval has been performing over the last week where they're sitting right now in terms of the standings, what's what's ahead of them. Um, of course, it wouldn't be the a- AHL if there were not constant roster changes going on. And so there are some 
new names, some names leaving, some names coming back, all sorts of things, injuries, you name it. We're going to get you caught up on all of that and what's going on. Uh, And then in our second segment, we're going to go in the AHL and beyond. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Habs prospects and how they fared in the Frozen Four, the NCAA National Championship uh, Tournament. Uh, Mascot Madness, the results are in. We're going to talk about who won and whether or not we like it. (laughs) All right. And then we'll get you set up for another jam-packed week of uh, Rocket coverage. Um, You know, there were four games between last show and this show, and there's another four games between this show and next week's show. So it's uh, busy time. no rest for the weary. Uh, So let's uh, kick things off with just getting you caught up on how uh, the Laval Rocket fared uh, in those past four games this past week, I should preface all of that by saying if you want a really full detailed analysis and statistics and video highlights and so forth, including uh post-game audio for any of these games we're going to talk about, be sure you visit ahlreport.com. Check out our game recaps that come out uh, usually about an hour after the final horn uh, each and every game night for the Laval Rockets. So that's where you'll find all of the details, but we'll give you the the, the kind of abbreviated version here. Uh, they had a three-game homestand last week. A reminder that every single game that Laval plays this month is against a North Division opponent. So not only do all the points matter, but you're literally trying to take points away from other people who are jockeying for the same playoff positions within your division in every single game this month. So it's uh, it's it's quite dramatic. Uh, and they started the homestand last week with uh, a two-game series against the Rochester Americans. And, uh, well, Rick, they started out on Wednesday night with a rousing 6-2 to two victory in that one. Raphael Harvey Pinard and Joel Teasdale having themselves a night that night. Indeed they did. <laughs> uh, Harvey Pinard with a four-point night. Joel Teasdale had two goals, and that's not even including, I think, Jean-Sebastien D had a bunch of points. It was it was a, a pretty pretty tremendous win for the Laval Rocket. Then uh, they uh, faced the Rochester Americans again on Friday night. This one was a little tighter, um, and Rochester really tried to... to even things out from Wednesday night games, but ultimately uh, the uh, Laval Rocket were able to win it 4-3 in overtime. But but Rick, it was, the, uh, for me, the hero of the game was Sammy Niku with uh, less than two minutes left in regulation. Tied it up in uh, in regulation, uh, his second goal of the season, and then he was he was key on the uh, overtime winner, mm-hmm. uh, setting up uh, Raphael Harvey Pinard. That's right, and they were down three to nothing um, early in that game. Caden Primo, letting three quick goals in 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 the first ten minutes of the game, uh, and they were uh, they were able to then put together. Um, uh, sorry, that that would be for the next game, uh, the the Utica game, uh, where they won that one five three. They were down they were down early three nothing to Utica on Saturday, uh, and were able to put together five unanswered goals to come back and win that one five to three, which was pretty. I mean, that's a pretty significant win against the team that has led the North Division from day one this season. Yeah, they've been absolutely solid. Um, they've got scoring. They got a good mix of 
of young players and and veterans, good goaltending as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been really good this season. So that that was a and there was a bit of a playoff atmosphere for sure um, that in, during that game. Definitely, and and some some emotions with some of the players as well. This would have been Nate Schnarr's first uh, matchup against his former team, uh, and so of course, uh, you know, bit of a, a bit of a he had a roughing call, so yeah, <laughs> some emotion there <laughs> in the second period for him. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so three games all at home, three wins that just helped uh, the Rocket with their standings, but. Every other team, you know, Rochester, Utica is, it's almost at the point now. I don't want to say it doesn't matter if Utica doesn't win, but they've, they've clinched a playoff spot. And I don't think anyone is unseating them from that number one position in the division. Uh, Rochester, those were two tough losses to take, but, but the other teams in the division still had points in their games. We're talking Toronto, we're talking Belleville, we're talking Syracuse. Uh, So then when the rocket went on the road this week, um, kicking off a five-game road trip in Belleville last night. Um, Now, and this was, what's interesting about this, Rick, is they've really struggled against Belleville, particularly in Belleville this season. I think they had, prior to last night's game, I think they've only won once in Belleville this season. Um, and as we're going to talk about here in a little bit, uh, not their regular lineup. They've, they, they were missing some guys. Um and I guess the hockey gods were on their side. They came out with a five to one victory. Uh, PTO uh, defenseman Nicholas Matnin potting his first pro goal uh, in in that, and uh, was a pretty uh, pretty astounding win for them. Laval was in penalty trouble all game long, uh, twenty seven minutes in penalties, but it was uh, the penalty killers that were the stars. Uh, Belleville zero for six on the power play in mm-hmm. this game. Absolutely. And uh, Kevin Poulin was in net for that one. Speaking of, well, he wasn't in net, but there was a goaltender, a familiar goaltender, backing up uh, Philip Gustafson mm-hmm. for uh, the Belleville Senators, and that was Michael McNiven. That's right. He's, um, I, I believe he's had one start. I think I think that was an overtime loss. Um, so I think, not sure how much rotation he's getting, Um but but yeah, I'm sure it was. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, we were talking about how Nate Schnarr was facing his former team on on Saturday. I'm sure it was uh, a quite a different feeling for for Michael McNiven uh, facing the Laval Rocket, even if it was from the backup seat. Real good week though for Laval. Um, um, they won. They've won four straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won seven of their last ten. Uh, and only Syracuse, who's right behind them in third place, has actually they've done the same thing. Uh, a, a four-game winning streak and have won seven of their their last ten. So uh, those two players, those two uh, teams are 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 competing for that. Um, that's a prime uh, playoff spot, uh, the second spot, and uh, but still close behind Toronto, Rochester, Belleville. They're all still in it. They're all still in it. We're gonna we'll we'll take a look at that. Um, you know, it's still the points percentage is still awfully tight between all of them. I want to say that. Um, the space between Laval and Syracuse is maybe two hundredths of a point, something like that. Um, it's, it's, it's tight. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, can't, you can't take your foot off the gas. You need to get every point that you possibly can. And on this long road trip, we'll see how Laval is able to do that, but it was a good start uh, for them in Belleville. 
Now, we mentioned that there were some changes. Well, yes. Uh, first and foremost, uh, they were without the services of Caden Primo in Belleville. Uh, why is that? Well, Jake Allen, of course, uh, leaving Saturday's game for the Canadians uh, early with injury. Uh, so Caden Primo uh, recalled on an emergency basis um, and was uh, backing up um, at the Bell Center, uh, backing up Sam Montembeau against the um, against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, we now, of course, learned, Rick, that Jake Allen is done for the season. So, um, okay, great. Kevin Poulin is, is going to hold down the fort as long as he can, but Caden Primo's return to Laval to continue assisting them uh, as they march towards the playoffs now completely centers around whether or not, when and if, Carey Price is going to be ready to come back. Yeah, kind of a domino effect there. And um, still no definitive word on Carey Price. Um, he's not going to, to play in Columbus. Uh, the Canadians, a brief one-game one road trip uh, heading to Columbus on Wednesday. They do have a back-to-back at home Friday and Saturday against the Islanders and Capitals. Uh, I guess the, the you know the 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 best the betting line is that uh, you might see Carey Price in one of those games, uh, likely the the Saturday game uh, at home against uh, the Capitals. So until then, um, Laval is left with Kevin Poulin, who was actually under the weather with a non-COVID related illness um, on uh, over the on Saturday and over the weekend that he recovered from to play in Belleville last night, but it's a little dicey as far as goaltending right now in Laval. So as kind of a, a stopgap measure, they've signed two goaltenders to a PTO. Uh, one name is familiar. That's Tristan Barube. He's, he's uh, had a, been on PTO uh, once or twice this season for Laval. Uh, he actually backed up Kevin Poulin in Belleville on Monday night. And then they also signed Gabe Malott Hill, to a PTO, just uh, some extra insurance and security, I guess, as they're on this road trip. Um, But two weeks before the end of the regular season is not when you want to start having a shortage of your regular goaltending tandem. (laughs) Um, I heard that there's a a guy named Dryden available. Really? Dryden McKay, free agent. yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's true. Hobie Baker winner? No relation to Ken. But name for Ken. But named Forkin, that's correct. That is correct. Um, we should also mention, you know, it's it's um, you know big question mark as to whether or not or when JF Lul is going to get Caden Primo back uh, in Laval. But there's also two guys that perhaps uh, JF Lul was starting to plan for as more reinforcements that uh, he's not certainly going to get uh, anytime soon. One of them is Emil Heineman. Uh, who was the prospect who came over in the Tyler Toffoli trade. Uh, He arrived in Montreal last week, but it seems that uh, he comes to Montreal with an upper body injury sustained in Sweden uh, when he was playing there. And so the Canadians just announcing today that he's in Montreal receiving treatment, but there is no timeline yet for his return. So Rick, I think that's a, that's not something that I don't, that I think was too expected. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, that that's that's tough news uh, for Laval, who uh, certainly would have been uh, pinning him in for their playoff plans. And to be able to take a look, uh, get some first evaluations of of what they got as a prospect in this in that trade. 
but they're going to have to wait for a little while for that. They're going to have to wait even longer uh, for the likes of Justin Barron. And this is a, I think this one is, you know, wild. Yes, the defensive core now that they're getting healthy again for Laval um, has certainly been strong all season long. There's no denying. Definitely looking forward to Justin Barron join, joining that group uh, for the playoffs. That's not going to happen now, Rick, as uh, the Canadians announced uh, an injury update on him. He's done for the season with an ankle injury, an ankle injury that that won't require surgery, uh, but that will keep him out of the lineup um, until until training camp in fall. So, uh, again, this is this is even a bigger hit because yeah. uh, Barron was was expected uh, to to probably anchor uh, the Laval Blue Line. He looked pretty good in the five games he played for Montreal. Um, you know, there was some. Uh, mistakes, but uh, skating, his ability to move the puck, he scored his first uh, goal, uh, his first NHL goal uh, with the Canadians. And of course, uh, we can't forget that he had 43 games with the Colorado Eagles um, in the AHL this season, uh, 20 points, um, five goals, 15 assists. So uh, he, he would have been uh, played a, a major part in, in the playoffs for Laval. Definitely. Um, and particularly that, you know, they're still waiting to get uh, Gianni Fairbrother back. He's not going to be healthy. He's not expected to return until the end of May, which means uh, if he's going to play again this season, Laval is going to have to go on a decent little run here in the postseason. Uh, so uh, unfortunate news on Emil Heineman and Justin Barron. Of course, we wish them both speedy recoveries. And who knows, maybe we will see Heineman at some point here before this season is over. Uh, we can keep our fingers crossed on that. Um, in terms of other injury updates, uh, JF Uld did get some great, uh, did get some regular faces back in the lineup who'd been out for a while uh, over the weekend. Alex Belzeal finally back after being out for two months. Tori Dello and Toby Paquette Bisson, who was actually out for a while as well. Then Alex Belzeal was not available. He played one game, uh, one or two games, and then, and then, Monday night in Belleville wasn't available because uh, whatever non-COVID related illness that Kevin Poulin has, it seems there's another couple of guys on the team um, who may have who may have gotten that as well. It wasn't feeling uh, well. So getting some guys back there. However, uh, we're still waiting on the return of Cam Hillis to the lineup. And as I said, Fairbrother is going to be out for a while more. But add to that now. Gabriel Bork and Cedric Paquette are day-to-day with an injury. Now they're traveling with the team, um, but they are day-to-day. And and to, um, I mean, Cedric Paquette, Rick, um, uh, seems to be, you know, the AHL is probably not where he wants to be, but I'm sure he's having a lot more fun scoring all the goals that he's been scoring, even on the power play, um, since he's come down to the Laval Rocket. So he's actually, in the short time that he's been there, uh, he's actually been a, a, a solid piece up front that they're able to use to help on the offensive side of things. Paquette may, may not want to be in the AHL, but that's where his skill level is right now. And and uh, as you said, eight points in nine games, seven of those goals, um, he's, uh, he's a bit of a scoring machine in the AHL. Yeah, so uh, hoping that uh, Gabriel Bork and Cedric Paquette won't be out too long with an injury. So, you know, Rick, it's, as I said, it's, there's two and a half weeks left until the regular season right now. uh, There's it's unless something absolutely disastrous were to happen. um, It's looking pretty secure that the Laval rocket will make the playoffs. Um, I believe because of 
how tight the winning per- the points percentages are in the North Division that it's probably going to come down to the last game or two before we know exactly what place in the division they're going to finish the regular season. Um, it's that close, mm-hmm. um, and but I think it's it's going to be in a very exciting couple of weeks of hockey, um, and then it's just going to turn into where do they place, and depending on where they place, that's going to mean. Are they going to have to play in the short play-in round or are they going to have a buy for that play-in round and wait and watch to see who is going to be the the four teams then in the division that advance to the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and so forth? Um, lots going to be happening in the, last, in the last few weeks of the season. Um, All right, we are going to take a quick break. There is a new offer from our sponsors over at DraftKings that we want to tell you about. So we're going to take a break. We're going to let you hear about that new offer. And when we come back on the other side, we're going to talk about some prospects uh, who uh, finished out their season participating in the Frozen Four in Boston at TD Garden. Uh, We're going to talk about the mascots. There was a race to see who was the top mascot for this year. And, of course, we want to get you set up for a great week of Rocket coverage ahead. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Press Zone podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Now, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team to win, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and over, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Uh, Welcome back. I am, again, your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. Uh, And don't forget, uh, first of all, are you following us on Twitter? We hope you are. You can find Rick at All Habs on Twitter. You can find me at Flyers Rule on Twitter. You can find the AHL Report on Twitter. You can find the uh, that at at the AHL report. That's a great place uh, to follow for all of our content, plus all of our live in-game tweets uh, during Laval Rocket games in case, like on Monday night, the Habs are playing at the same time and maybe you want to be watching the Habs, but you can follow along the AHL report's Twitter timeline to know how Laval's doing at the same time. Uh, and last but not least, this podcast, follow us at The Press Zone. 
Uh, lots of homework there for you. Another piece of uh, homework for you. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. We don't ever want you to miss an episode, particularly as the playoff race heats up. Uh, and once we get into the postseason, you're not going to want to miss anything. Uh, and even all summer long, we keep you updated with everything that's going on with the prospects. So make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast platform. And last but not least. Is, is, is subscribing a hard thing? Like, is it going to take me a lot of time? Is uh, it, no, you is could have subscribed six times in the time that took you to ask that question. <laughs> good, good, you just good, have good. to look down and hit the subscribe yes, button. Yes, <laughs> that's it. That's all you have to do. It doesn't take time at all. No, it doesn't. Uh, it also doesn't take time to hit the share button. Just hit share, pick your favorite platform or multiple, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and just share this podcast. That's really the best way you can help us. Uh, if you appreciate listening to this podcast every week, the best way you could say thank you and 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 do something nice for us is to just hit that share button and share this podcast with your friends and family and followers. Uh, now, in this segment of... They, they really want to send blueberry muffins. That's what they want to send, but they can't, so... Well, they could do that, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> put out our... We have put, a P.O. box. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> send the muffins. <laughs> but let us know. Don't... Yes. So that... Someone yeah. checks the I don't, post yeah, office somebody box. Somebody needs to check that post office box. <laughs> uh, but we uh, we can be bribed with baked goods at any t- and chips. chips and sharing the podcast with and sharing getting the back podcast. to the point. Yeah. Yes, that is the point. Blueberry muffins. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about uh, NCAA action. Uh, finally wrapped up with the new national champions being crowned last weekend at TD Garden in Boston. Um, unfortunately, the third Pitlick, Rhett Pitlick, did not make it to the championship game. Uh, he and his team were ousted on Thursday night in the semifinals. However, Denver did advance to the big game, to the big dance on Saturday night, and Brett Stapley uh, was one of that team who lifted the trophy, won it all. Uh, it was uh, against uh, against Minnesota State. It was uh, a quite a quite an energetic affair, uh, but Denver was able to to get it together and and come back and and win that game. So congratulations to Brett Stapley. That's uh, pretty tremendous to have a Habs prospect win the championship. For sure. Minnesota State had a one nothing lead going into the third period uh, with Hobie Baker winner Dryden McKay in net, and um, the Pioneers just uh, overpowered them and uh, with a, this, several empty net goals, ended up with a five-one win. But uh, a, a, what a what a great college career! Um, after being a seventh-round pick in 2018 by the Montreal Canadiens, uh, Brett Stapley, uh, four years at the University of Denver, Denver and now looking uh, to go pro uh, next year. Looking to go pro next year. Uh, one of his teammates, Bobby Brink, uh, who's had a an outstanding season, Flyers prospect. Uh, Bobby Brink, uh, one of the leading scorers, uh, just just having an outstanding season, um, signed his ELC the next day uh, with Philadelphia. He is set to make his NHL debut this evening. So, um, and I, speaking of the Hobie Baker, uh, Bobby Brink was uh, a runner-up. He was one mm-hmm. of the Hobie Baker hat trick uh, finalists, as they call it. Yes, he was. Uh, I think Bobby Brink's. Um, Debut into the National Hockey League is much anticipated, and uh, I think a lot of people will be watching this evening to see how his uh, 
his first game goes mm -hmm. in the show. All right. But the results you're really looking for, Mascot Madness. There was some uh, disagreement last week. Um, well, uh, one person dissented. Uh, there was agreement between the oh, guys re re on the really? panel. I, I believe. Really? So that's how it's going to be. <laughs> Do you know that you've roped Patrick into this as well now? Well, the, he said quite openly that he was mm -hmm. um, he wanted Roscoe to win. Yeah. Well, Roscoe didn't win. Neither did Melvin. <laughs> which I'm <laughs> the very crazy set. thing is the, the three of us picked um, I, Patrick and I picked uh, Roscoe. You picked Melvin, and those two ended up at the bottom of the five. Was it five mascot? Six. Six mascot. Six finalists. Finalist. Yeah. Melvin beat Roscoe. So uh, Roscoe barely. is in the basement. I Roscoe. I might have forgot to vote. Ro shame on you. Uh, Roscoe coming in dead last at 5.2% of the votes. There were over 150,000 votes cast in the finals. Wow. Uh, a lot of people care about mascots. A lot of people care about mascots. Roscoe came in dead last, though, 5.2%. So you and Patrick can just own it. The great thing about that is there's fewer people to get in the boat. Um, Roscoe <laughs> has the ship, so That's it's right. Patrick and I and Roscoe. Yeah. Well, that's fine. You and Patrick and Roscoe can go sailing on your ship. I voted for Melvin, who uh, came in just above that at 7.7%. He will shower you with a whole bag of, of popcorn. stale popcorn. Yeah. I, like you would complain about stale popcorn. <laughs> Uh, crash came in then right after that, uh, at, uh, right above that at 8.7%. Then we make a jump up into the double digits and we have uh, boomer from the Springfield Thunderbirds who came in third at 12.8% of the voting. Then this was the real race. It was between the runner up. The second place winner was Gulliver from the San Diego goals with a whopping 32.1% of the votes. And Rick, who took home the championship this year? I just want to say that San Diego fan base is, um, we don't talk much about the Western teams, but that's a that's a powerful, powerful fan, fan base. base. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They are. Winner is with 33.5%, uh, 2,047 more votes than Gulliver, is Ringo. From the Texas Stars. Mm -hmm. Ringo the... Lemur? Is he a lemur? Ringtail. Yeah, lemur. Yeah. Something. Ringo. Great. Great. I don't like it. <laughs> Sorry, Ringo. I haven't met Ringo. I haven't met Ringo. I don't know if Ringo's been active to, um, at the All-Star at the, at the the all Star Games. At the, at the All-Star uh, game in Laval next year, maybe you'll get to meet Ringo. Maybe. I like Kingston. Kingston Kingston always says hi at the All-Star Games. Melvin takes pics, takes selfies with me. Chubby's friendly. Chubby, Ch I have a selfie with Chubby. Um, yeah, as journalists, we don't take photos. It's, it's, you know, big no-no. We don't take photographs with athletes. With players, You no. just don't do that. Mascots, fair game. So me and the big stuffies. 
Oh, selfies with the stuffies, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations to Ringo and the Texas Stars uh, fans. I actually think that's pretty impressive that a Western Conference mascot uh, was one, as you said, Rick, we don't talk about the fan bases in the west in the western conference uh but they have some very tremendous fans out Mm -hmm. there uh so congratulations to the texas stars and ringo and their fans don't worry melvin we'll get them next year um all right so it is the exciting run up to the playoffs let's get you through another week of laval rocket games there's four more they're all on the road uh, at Wednesday. Now, after beating them twice at home last week, uh, Laval now heads to Rochester to take on the Americans in their barn. We'll see if they're equally successful as they were last week. Um, and then their Friday-Saturday games are probably the reason why, out of everyone in the North Division, uh, Laval has the easy, uh, according to the statistics from the AHL, uh Laval has the easiest schedule strength uh, from now to the end of the season because they play two games this weekend against the Cleveland Monsters in Cleveland. And Cleveland, bless their hearts, are not getting out of seventh place in the North Division. That's not going to happen. They've been down in the bottom for a good portion of the season. They're just not a, a very strong team this year. So on paper, those should be two easy wins for Laval. And I put easy in air quotes. Um, the trick is going to be them not, Rick, playing down to their opponent. On any given night. That's right. So got to stay strong. JF Wool, I'm sure we'll hear him say they need to come out and have a good first period, start the game well, and play a full 60. So we'll see how that goes. And then Monday, they wrap up the road trip in the same place they started it. They return to Belleville once again next Monday for another Monday night game against the Senators. And we'll see if they're able to keep the winning ways in Belleville going or if they're going to revert back to struggling against the Senators on away ice so uh myself and chris g will have uh all of the coverage for you uh this week at the ahl report um and be sure that you just follow along bookmark ahlreport.com we'll have all of the game recaps for you and bring you all of the latest as the laval rocket march onward uh, also, if you missed this past week's episode of Habs Hockey Report, our newest uh, weekly video series on the All Habs YouTube channel, I invite you to check that out. Uh, this week we were talking a lot about um, Brendan Gallagher's comments to the media last week about Nick Suzuki's hit on uh, Tim Stutzla. Um, and so talked a lot about that, talked a lot about the Laval Rocket, looking for some feedback from you viewers about the Brendan Gallagher comments. So uh, check that out. Go to youtube.com slash allhabs and uh, make sure you subscribe there as well. Uh, those episodes, uh, we publish those every Thursday. You don't want to miss any of those, particularly since I will, I will, I will tell you this. There are, we had a, an exclusive interview with Jesse Ulanen just a couple of weeks ago on that show. And I have not one, but two more exclusive interviews with some Laval Rocket players coming up this month. Uh, so you want to make sure you subscribe because you don't want to miss that. Uh, and Rick, uh, the Canadians Connection podcast. Canadians Connection podcast every Saturday focused on the Montreal Canadiens. 
we've been doing that podcast for four years. And before that, it was Habs 360. So we've been doing the podcasting uh, about the Canadians for the last 10 years, every Saturday. Uh, you know it. Uh, you can you can trust it. Um, and last week we talked about, we had a, a, a round table in uh, the, our big topic segment, the second segment. Uh, you were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Spinella was there. And the three of us uh, talked about the leadership. Uh, leadership's been um, a focus, but a, a one where um, it's been deficient this past season. Um, and so we talked about the leadership how it's changing, how it's evolving, how it's emer- how new leaders are emerging, and who might be the candidates uh, to wear a letter next year. And uh, I had a great discussion. Yeah, and you might want to you might want to listen to that this coming week. Um, we have Chris back in the studio. Michael yeah. will be there too, and so another full show for you again on the Canadians Connection. So make sure you visit CanadiansConnection.fm and subscribe to that as well. Every Saturday that comes out. And then, of course, we want to see you back here next Tuesday for another great episode of The Press Zone. Rick, thanks for being here today. Thank you, too. Um, And uh, I guarantee you we're going to have some more excitement to talk about with the Laval Rocket next Tuesday because it is getting down to the nitty-gritty. And uh, every day, every game really means something. And uh, your favorite team and their AHL prospects are on the march to the playoffs. So, Thank you for being here. We look forward to seeing you next Tuesday to talk about that. And until then, stay safe, enjoy some hockey, and we'll see you here again Tuesday for another great episode of The Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit ahlreport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.